This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, March the 23rd, 2016. Welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. It's a hump day. My name's Omer Lopez, and I welcome each and every one of you. What do I call it? A dose of the double. A daily dose of the double. He's the guy behind the show. Why did he put this show together? To introduce you to options. And those options are legal, lawful, tender in gold and silver. And it's as easy as giving us a call at one 800 Nine five one zero five nine two, or simply go check us out at allamericangold.com. Not only can you look at the fine products, but you can order online and check out the news to disturb the comfortable. All this information is brought to you, is paid for, is been put together by Joe Jaquin, the CEO. It's a hump day, man. How are you doing? Happy hump day. Yeah, it's a hump day. You know, elections were yesterday, and um, I will just tell you, I felt like a smart guy doing the absentee ballot. I watched the lines on TV. I was watching the news. And <laughs> up in Anthem, I, you know, uh, Anthem has a pretty big high school. It's a, uh, what, the big division school, whatever, but for high school. Wrapped around the building, the line did. You weren't getting in there for an hour, hour and a half. It was like being at Disneyland, trying to get on a ride you hate. Wow. Yeah, well, that's, I just thought I'd share that with you. That's actually a really good analogy. Yeah, well... Even the rides you hate, you gotta wait. You gotta wait in line, man. It's not like I wanted to ride on the teacups with my daughter when she was little, but didn't mean the line was any less shorter because I didn't like the ride. Well, you know what? The elections went as, I, I think, exactly as they were supposed to go. Uh, Trump and Hillary won relatively easily here in Arizona. Landslides. And then uh, Cruz and Bernie Sanders easily in Utah, and then... Uh, Sanders, uh, at least the Democrats, had a convention in Idaho and also went uh, overwhelmingly for Bernie Sanders. What, what, Idaho did? My home state? Yeah, you know, what, what that means, absolutely nothing. Essentially, we're right at the same spot we were on Monday, which essentially is Cruz has a big lead, or Cruz, Trump has the big lead, Hillary's got the big lead. Mathematically, it's still somewhat possible for Sanders or Cruz, but uh, they would need some form of a miracle. And I guess Wisconsin, the cheeseheads, are coming up next in a couple of weeks. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, that will be the last time that I talk about politics on this show. Uh, but you know it, it won't but be. It, <laughs> <laughs> Don't won't. kid yourself. At least for a couple of weeks, I'm going to try to stay away from it. Um, if you woke up this morning and had a nice pullback in the gold and silver market as we had not one, not two, not three, but four of the central bankers, I believe all four of them non-voting members, so it really doesn't matter what they say, came out and all said, we need to get on the rate hike train and no one really believed it because I looked. I thought, "Uh oh, maybe that's going to send the dollar flying." The dollar's up, but not a great deal. Uh, an overreaction at best. Uh, people that once again just don't want to live in the reality of the facts. Uh, 
But that's why you tune in right here. Uh, Two different places I wanted to go today. Number one was the front page of the money and investing section of the Wall Street Journal. We haven't talked about it on the program, uh, but we are today. And the headline reads, U.S. commercial property sales plunge. Now, you start thinking about, you know, retail sales and how soft they've been. Yesterday, we talked about existing home sales. Today, we got the new home sales numbers. And and I'm going to tell you right now, if you want to get a little education today, this is going to be a show for you. Commercial real estate sales plummeted in February, sending the clearest signal yet that the six-year bull market may be coming to an end. Just $25 billion worth of office building, stores, apartment complexes, and other commercial properties changed hands last month. And that's like, I mean, I don't know, that's just a handful of buildings. I mean, $25 billion, that was it. Uh, That was about half of the number of sales last February and also about half of what the sales were in January. Prices, which had been marching higher since 2009, are beginning to plateau and have started falling in certain categories, according to analysts, and the list goes on and on and on. So now we have a slowdown in commercial properties. Today, the new home sales number came out. Yesterday, existing home sales numbers uh, were out at about 5 million, which I told you historically is a very, very poor number. New home sales came out at 512,000. That's annualized. And I went back, and I found a, a chart that went all the way back to 1963. Do you know how many new homes were sold in America in 1963? To put this $512,000 number in this perspective, 560,000 new homes in 63. In 73, it was 634,000 homes. In 1993, it was 666,000. In 2003, it was over a million. But we're going to try to convince you that 500,000 is a good number. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, happy hump day. Our toll free number 800 951 And I am more convinced than ever. Here's my, my thought process on rates. Boy, I want them to do it. I want the Federal Reserve to raise rates 
because if they do, the whole house of cards, the lying, the cheating, the stealing, I mean, really, I'm going to call it the fraud that they've been pulling over on us, will all come to an end. And I think that's what needs to happen. And here's what I mean by that, because I'm going to back it up. Anybody can make that statement. I'm actually going to back it up with facts. So today, new home sales came out, and like I said, at 512000 annualized. Inside of that number, the Northeast, the Midwest, the South, sales were down between 5 in 25%. If it wasn't for the West, according, now of course, they seasonally adjust it all and do all that stuff, so you gotta, but these are the government numbers. If it wasn't for the West, sales were gonna be, because in the West, they said sales were up 38%. And, and I wanna believe that, because I live in the West, right, Arizona, Colorado, California, these are places people want to live. And so if we take that into account, that's how we got to the 512. Of course, what it says, though, is there's trouble. There's trouble because the rest of the country, the numbers are getting bad and and getting worse. But here is the thing that really stood out to me. The average price of a new home fell for the second straight month in a row. And I want to say now the average price is some unga- it's 358 or $359,000. That's the average price of a new home today? That's the average price. The median price is $301,000. And that's the number I'm going to use. I want to use the lower number because it actually is better for the phony, fake, fraudulent banking system. So I'm giving them the best number possible by using the median number. And if you don't know the difference between average and median, the the simple answer is the average price is higher because those homes, when they sell for five and ten and fifteen million really swing the average price median prices okay we had one one home sold at fifty thousand one home sold at twenty million one home sold at sixty thousand one home sold at ten million and you go one 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 all the way until it gets to the middle that means at the median price fifty percent of the 512,000 homes sold in a year, 50% of them sold for less than 301,000, 50% sold for more than 301,000, and that's how you get to a median number. That's what it means, and that's the number we're using, simply because it actually makes my case worse. And I and and that's that's still going to to really open up a lot a lot hopefully a lot of your attention to what you need to get ready for so when you look at the data provided by the census bureau they're the ones that provide the data 
This is what we need to believe. We need to believe that even though wages have not risen in 10 years by their own accounts, I'm just using the, the matter of fact, believe it or not, wages have actually gone down. The median average wage, according to the government in 2006, was about $57,000. Today, they say it's $53,000. So according to the government, all of us on average, well, on median, sorry, see what I did there, on median, are worth $4,000 less a year. Now, normally, if that was the case, as a matter of fact, I went all the way back to 1963. And I took two charts. I took the median wage, and I you lay it out. And the median wage from the 60s, all the way up until about the late 90s had this nice a nice chart going upwards right obviously minimum wages were rising wages were rising and and there was a few hiccups here or there but for the most part it was rising and you overlay the median home price over that chart and it's Almost, you, you almost thought you were drawing the same line. Essentially, as your wages were going up, and we know this in America, right? Everything, yeah, your wage went up, but so did everything else. But at least on the, the, the price of a home and wages, that line was, it was, it was really uncanny. It looked very similar. And then, uh, since the term, of the millennium things have started changing and this is the lie that you have to believe you have to believe that real wages in the United States are falling and yet somehow home prices are still rising matter of fact to record levels and it looks like a, the last 15 years of the chart it looks like a, a, an alligator with its jaws open, right? The the lower jaw is us, right? We're, we keep making less. The chart's going in the wrong direction. And the housing prices allegedly keep going up. So I went back and I was, I was like, maybe this is how it's always been. So I went back to look at home prices. And how much do they really go up? And like I said, I went back all the way to 1963. 1963, there was nothing special. But that was just the year the chart started. So that was why, so there was nothing unique about it. And I want to make that clear. That was just a random year. That's how far back the chart went, and I went with it. In 1963, the population of the United States was about, what, a third less, well over 100 million less people in the country, 560,000 new homes. We're at 
500,000 today. And they're trying to tell you how great it is. The, the average median price, median price, $18,000 in 
In 2008, the number fell 15,000. By 2009, the number fell another 16,000. And in 2010 and 2011, the price is kind of bottom, right around the $220,000 level. So when you look at 2003, the median average price of a new home was 195000 And according to the data, that was the start. Because from 2003 to 2004, it jumped $27,000. It was the biggest jump that I could find in recorded history. $27,000. After the crash, 09 marked the bottom. It didn't even get back to 03, according to government numbers. Of course, it's government numbers. This is why you can't believe anything they tell you. At 216,000. In 2011, it was 227. And then things start getting interesting. 2011 to 2012. Prices went up. 18,000. 2012 to 2013, prices went up 23,000. The second highest level in recorded history, according to the government. From 2013 to 2014, prices went up another 16,000. Congratulations, Janet, Ben Bernanke. You've managed to create another housing bubble. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. So what does all this stuff mean? You know, my wife, she brought home the big short yesterday. It was uh, at Walmart for $10. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to give you I loved it. I thought it was Fantastic. Loved it. Highly recommended by Eric, and I couldn't get that And, and my wife, not as much. Oh, Pam was the same way. Not she, as much. She told me I couldn't pick movies anymore when we go out. But it was obviously focused a lot on housing, which, I don't know, maybe it renewed my, my fire to start really giving it these housing numbers, the, the housing numbers, the sniff test. Let's just give it a little sniff, shall we? Because if you want to be spoon-fed, right, you can do that. All you can do is turn on any channel, any stock, bonds, what have you, any of those channels, you can get that all day long. You can get the spoon-fed mumbo-jumbo, and there's a reason why Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders are so popular. Things aren't right. And so as I'm giving this the sniff test, I'm uh, I'm shocked at how how did we let it happen again? And they're trying and they're trying to tell you that oh no, it's everything's great. But of course, most people we told you new first time home buyers are almost non-existent. Matter of fact, you know what a first time home buyer is? Their mom and dad don't want them in their house so much so they're willing to co-sign for anything and pay whatever they have to to keep you out. 
That's a first-time home buyer. All the rest of this is is the you know there's there's some people that hey I, my job's good and I gotta buy a house I got transferred or this or that and then investors. When you when you look at all cash sales, they're at unprecedented levels. Of course, and there's a reason for that, right? Because well, I can leave it in the bank and get nothing. Or at least I can rent out a house and get some type of return on my money. But even then, sales are half, half of what they were. And then you start looking, you know, and I and I tried to do a pretty thorough job. From 1999, which there's nothing special about 1999, Y2K, I guess, but... I partied like it was right, right. From ninety nine to two thousand, home prices went up eight thousand. Then the following year, they went up six. Then they went up eight, and then they went up eight, and then they went up six. And then all of a sudden, it's up twenty seven. It's up nineteen. In back to back years, and that was your housing. That was your housing run up, according to the government. Because the next year, by 07, it was only up 6000 and then it was over. Then what you have to believe, here's what you have to believe, that real wages have fallen in the country, right? That That's uncontested. There's nobody out there that tells you there's been wage growth in 10 years. Nobody, everybody knows there hasn't been any. Matter of fact, it's actually gone down about $4,000. And yet, you need to believe that the median price of a home has gone up twenty-three thousand and twenty. What did I say? Twenty-three thousand, and then it went up uh, nineteen thousand, and then it went up twenty-three thousand, then it went up a third year, then it went up the uh, for the third year it went up sixteen thousand. Then the following year, it went up another 14000 And so far this year, they say prices are up another 5000 It doesn't add up. And this is why I said, I would love them to raise rates. Could you imagine if they were started raising rates and home sales got worse? I mean, they're already near the bottom. I gave you the numbers. By the way, so I looked it up. I'm like, outside of the crash years, so outside of 08 and 09, when's the last time we had home sales this low? By the way, the low number, 425000 in 2013. Okay. So we're up not even 100,000 homes from the bottom. You have to go all the way back to 1991. By the way, the number in 1991 was 509. So we may actually not even make that number because the way the home sales are trending outside of the West, things are going the wrong way. After that, if we don't 
finished above 509. We got to go all the way back to 1982 to find a number lower than these. And then you start looking at what is it based on? What are the fundamentals? And that's where you start getting concerned. They've created another phony market. Because here's what they realize. Now, these Americans can't really afford a home. I mean, we can bring rates down to zero. But none of you get the benefit because the houses aren't 150000 which you can afford to live in. You know, remember I went to 1963 and I told you you had to work 14,400 hours. At $10 an hour, to get back to that number, uh, the median price of a home has got to be 144000 Of course, unfortunately, the real minimum wage is only eight and change. I'm trying to make it better for everybody. But according to the math, the math is pretty simple. All of these home prices that somehow, not only have they miraculously recovered, according to the government now, they actually are worth way more. A new home today is worth way more, and by way more, like 50 grand more, than at the top of the housing bubble. I have a question, but is it really worth more, or is it just more expensive? Well, well of course, it's more expensive, right? I right? Okay, right. But because I, I just want to, I, I was kind of confused there, because here's what they're going to find out. That home that was $301,000 that they thought that's what it was worth today, by the time it's all over, they're going to realize it's only worth 144. Well, I'm just, my question is this, somebody spends $340,000 on a house today, a year later, they've got to move because of relocation. Are they going to get that kind of money back on their home? Well, existing home sales numbers were only about two hundred and what twenty thousand. You do the math. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You do the math. You know, Eric always says, you know what, the minimum wage's got to go to 15. He's actually, it's got to go to 20 to support the, these house prices. And then you think about, you know, we did, we did that thing about Lear, right, and Carrier and Ford and you name it. You name all these companies, leave it. They'll come back if everybody works for minimum wage. So you start thinking about all the things that that we base this economy on. Cars, homes, and education. Right? I mean that's that's the three pillars. And really, it really should probably go government handouts, housing, student loans, cars. Oh, and then credit cards, right? Credit cards back up to about a trillion credit card debt. These are the pillars of this of this country right now, right? 
Government handouts, all-time high. No, no end in sight there. Housing. Numbers don't make sense. I want them to. But they simply don't. You know, and they sit there and they talk about where the millennials are, where are the first-time homebuyers. They can't afford it. Why? Because they simply inflated and overinflated what the real price should be. This is what they've done. They've created nothing more than a market distortion. And then they sit there and they, with a straight face, oh, we don't see anything wrong. Look at, I mean, the economy's great. It's good. Yeah. We're going to be raising rates any day now. Of course, all the rest of the world's negative, right? Commercial real estate's crashing. Retail sales are in the toilet. But apparently we're all working for minimum wage, part-time. I was talking to Eric yesterday. I'm talking about a buddy of ours. We hadn't seen him in a long time. Eric ran into him. The guy was working three jobs just to try to make ends meet. And so when you start thinking about where, where are we headed really? Where are we really heading? Doesn't look very good. Housing's back to being way overvalued based upon real wages. Then you look at the next pillar, student loan, right? Educa- let's call it education. Student loan debt is at levels we've never witnessed anything like it. It's like a rocket ship of debt. Now you factor that in with the overpriced home and they got to make the student loan payment. There's no chance. Then you throw in the next pillar, cars. What another great... That's another one. Give it the sniff test. Really look at the sales for what they really are. We have people, they rent cars. That's what they do. The majority of the new car market, over a third of the entire market, is people that rent their cars. They pay to rent their car, right? You put 2500 down and 399 a month. Right? And the second you go back to bring it in, after you lease is up, Right, you went over the miles, and this is damaged, and that's got a ding, and you got a scratch here and a dent there. Well, you need to, you need another car, and you need to give me another five grand, or we can just roll it into another rental for you. I mean, that's that's a third of the entire market. Then another third of the market, they're out there saying, "Well, I'll buy it, but I need a loan for six, seven, eight years." The smallest part of the market is someone that says, I'll buy, you know, here, I'm just going to pay cash for it. That's almost non-existent in the car market. It's out there, but it's so small, it's incredible. And these are the these are the pillars. Credit card debt, right? If the economy was so great, why are we back at record levels of, of, of credit card debt? Because they can't pay them off. And then 
then you, you start thinking about all of those things. And you look at rents and health care and all this stuff that, that's just rising out of sight. And you really understand why it is so many people, I'm not the only one saying it, but so many people are telling you things are about to get bad again. How about the guy, uh, the guy that wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Right, that was uh, a series of uh, finance books, you know, the uh, the Dave Ramsey of his day. Apparently, I didn't know this, but 14 years ago, he had made a prediction that the worst market crash in history was going to occur in 2016. And apparently they just interviewed him again, and and uh, uh, Kowalski is the guy's name. And they just asked him again. And he said that the meltdown is already underway. There's little investors can do but buy gold and silver and hope the Federal Reserve slows the slide. He said that they're right on schedule, is what he told Market Watch. Talk about that next. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment on a hump day. Final segment on a Wednesday. I love our customers. Kiwosaki, I think, is the proper pronouncing of Robert Kiwasaki. He is the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He also made the prediction that 2016 was going to be the start of the largest stock crash in history. And what he calls it is demography is destiny. And really, what I like to call it, math. Because what's so important about this year is the the big wave of boomers all start hitting 70 and a half. Of course, that's where you need to start taking distribution out of your IRAs and your 401ks because the government wants to tax money. And when you start thinking about uh, what was it, Credit Suisse today laying off 2,000 more people. And we see J.P. Morgan, B of A, City, Morgan, Goldman. Everyone's laying off because there's no trading going on. And now the boomers that did do it right now all have to sell. And then you start thinking about all of these other numbers that we're looking at, all the other distortions. And you start to see that, you know what, it's just math. I mean, do you get upset about it? You can shake your head. You can sit there and say, I don't know what I'm talking about. But the realities are, it's just simple math. Nobody's left. There are no buyers. Millennials aren't buying houses because they can't afford them. They're not buying stocks because they can't afford them. The baby boomers, they bought their house, and most, a lot of these, maybe they've got two. 
But now they've got to sell their stocks, but there's no one there to buy them. And uh, the author, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, says this is the start. And he's got some pretty good advice. Buy gold and silver, and then let's all hope. And this is the part that I hate. we got to hope that the Federal Reserve can somehow make it not as bad, not as painful. These guys got no clue. And this is what we have to hope for. Today we got a great pullback in the markets. Gold's down uh, twenty-five bucks, twelve hundred and twenty-three dollars. Silver's down sixty-one cents, fifteen dollars twenty-six cents. Today's special U.S. twenty-dollar gold pieces at thirteen hundred and twenty bucks. Rolls of U.S. silver eagles today are going to be at three hundred and eighty. To simply give us a call at 800-951-0592, and we will take your order. If you want to sign up for our medals program, we can help you do that as well. We do have all of that material now available online. If you go to allamericangold.com, right below our radio button, is the medals program button. It's a red button with a $20 gold piece on it. Just click on that and get all the details to the medals plan and and do what the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad has told us all to do. Put away some gold and silver, unfortunately, and then we got to hope. 800-951-0592. Happy hump day to everybody. We'll be back with more mathematics tomorrow. Take care. Thank you.